Investors are holding their breath before the inflation report in the US due tomorrow. Equities are under a decent selling pressure and the US dollar is up before the CPI, really. So we will see whether the Federal Reserve's Goldilocks scenario is a possibility or is it just an illusion. So welcome to the new week with Swiss Goats Daily Market Talk. So last week was the worst week for U.S. equities since the year started. And that was because of many, many hawkish comments from the Federal Reserve members during the course of last week, hinting at the continuation of the interest rate hikes in the U.S. to higher levels, which will then stay there for a certain period of time to fight inflation. So this is something that we obviously keep hearing from the Fed members all the time since a while now. But what may last week so special was the fact that well we have a much important inflation report this week in the US and if investors are necessarily convinced by the Fed chair Jerome Powell or his colleagues when they say that inflation fight is not over well they could be if anything goes wrong with the CPI data due tomorrow why because if inflation in the US hasn't eased or hasn't eased enough or god forbid ticked unexpectedly higher on a yearly basis, well, we could actually rapidly see the post-NFP report optimism and the pricing on the Goldilocks scenario to leave its place to fear and chaos in the market. And I say on a yearly basis, because on a monthly basis, well, the consensus is, in fact, an uptick in inflation to 0.4% in January from 0.1% printed a month earlier. So the surprise U-turn in used car prices in the US and a rally that we saw in commodity prices on the Chinese reopening story may have impacted the US prices and US price inflation more than what the polls predict. Because yes, we had a couple of weeks of weakness in both oil and copper prices, for example. But if you look a couple of weeks earlier, just a couple of weeks earlier, copper futures, for example, rallied up to 17% in the first three weeks of January before correcting a part of these gains, while crude oil also jumped around 14%, although it gave back all gains. So we will see how the recent developments in the macroeconomic front impacted the U.S. inflation and how the U.S. inflation will impact the Federal Reserve expectations and the market sentiment. So at the start of this week, the activity on Fed funds futures hints at around 91% chance for a 25 basis point hike in the next FOMC meeting and around 9% chance for a 50 basis point hike. So the pricing for a 50 basis point hike is already in play, so we will see how the inflation figures from the US will change this picture. Now remember, a single CPI print was capable of changing the expectation from 50 to 25 basis point hike for the last FOMC meeting. So there is no guarantee that the opposite won't happen this time. It all depends on the strength of the inflation data or the strength of a pleasant surprise or a unpleasant disappointment, really.
Now, looking at the U.S. indices, as I said earlier in the show, the major U.S. equity indices had their worst week since the start of this year. The S&P 500 eats out a small gain on Friday, but closed the week 1.1% lower. The index is no longer in the bull market, as gains recorded since the October dip are now well below the 20% level, around 17%, but the index remains in the positive trend, as none of the major technical levels are yet broken. The minor 23.6% retracement, which stands near 40-30 mark, is intact for now. The 50 and 200-day moving averages are far from being challenged, while the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement is even lower than the three previous levels that I just cited. So the major price zone to watch for the S&P 500 this week is 39.25 and 39.50 level, which shelters the much important 200-day moving average and the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement. Above this level, the S&P 500 will remain in the positive trend. Below this range, well, it will step into the bearish consolidation zone. Now, this picture is quite similar for Nasdaq. Nasdaq dropped 0.62% on Friday and 2.4% in total during the course of last week and stepped below the minor 23.6% retracement level. If anything goes wrong with the CPI data, the major 38.2% retracement, which stands around 12,036 level, will be the first target for the bears, followed by the 12,000 psychological mark and 11,935 level which is the 200-day moving average. Now, if I'm talking about the worst-case scenario here, there's always a chance that the U.S. inflation comes with a good surprise, mind you, and that we see indices continue their journey higher. This is all we hope, but risks are clearly there. Now, as we're in the FX markets, the U.S. dollar index finally broke the 50-day moving average to the upside on Friday, which I think could be a bit premature if tomorrow's inflation number in the U.S. is sufficiently soft. Now, besides a broadly better bid US dollar, a wave of fresh buying in the Japanese yen also marked the latest market mood in the currency markets, especially last Friday, as Masayoshi Amamiya didn't apparently like the idea of taking the helm of the Bank of Japan. So the role will finally go to Kazuo Ueda, who is seen as being more hawkish than Amamiya. He had apparently said something like, a serious consideration will be required to the Bank of Japan policy at some point in the future, though not too early. Well, you know what? Speaking from a distance is always easier, apparently, because the first thing Ueda told reporters since the news that he will be taking over the Bank of Japan broke was that the easy monetary policy will stay in place. So the dollar-yen is well-testing the 50-day moving average to the upside this morning, and it could be just a matter of time probably before we see it jump over this level with the intention of attacking the 133 level next, which is the minor 23.6% Fibonacci resistance level on October to January sell-off. So the other 50-day moving average that I was watching last week, remember, was on the daily euro-dollar chart, and that has been uh, broken to the downside on Friday session. 
correction, the pair is now below both the 50-day moving average and the 23.6% Fibonacci retracement October to January rally. Now, trend and momentum indicators in the euro dollar look bearish, with the next key support seen at 1047105 range, which is the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement that will distinguish between the actual positive trend and a bearish reversal. And well, obviously, an important psychological mark, which is the 105 level. And because the US dollar is what lays the dance right now, well, what's next in the euro dollar will mostly depend on what's next in the US dollar simply. Now, across the channel, I really, really think that cable is holding up quite well these days because good news came on Friday from the UK. The British avoided a recession. So that was the good news. Now, the bad news may be that a jump in sales in Britain due to the World Cup may have made a difference in the latest GDP numbers from the UK and the positive vibes may not last long because at the end of the day, Britain is still the only G7 economy yet to recover from the COVID weakness. Anyway, the general state of the British economy is happily not a cause for concern for the FTSE 100 stocks because 80% of their revenues are made abroad. So any weakness in the UK economy, hence any weakness in sterling, remain on the contrary supportive of the British big cap index, which hit a fresh record high last week. Now we could see the index coming lower this week along with the other major indices, but the energy and the commodity exposure of the British big cap index is still a good thing to have. BP's value, for example, hit the 100 billion pound mark for the first time in three years last week. And I can assure you that last week's price action in BP was nothing less exciting than Bitcoins in the good old days. And while speaking of energy, crude oil jumped past $80 per barrel level on Friday as Russia announced to cut its production by 500,000 barrels per day, which is roughly 5% of its daily oil production, but gains remain limited by an overall bearish mood in the market and recession fears and offers remain strong right now into the 100-day moving average level, which currently stands near the $81 per barrel level. So this is all for this Monday. I'm Ipek Özkardeşkaya and thank you for joining me today. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on twitter and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading